0: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: You could vote right now on one of three crazy stories that Mike the Mouth gave us on our "You Make the Call" segment. But coming up this hour, we'll hear from Jeff Erickson from Rotowire, and we're also going to dive into a couple of Hot Take Tuesday calls in fantasy baseball, specifically how Mike Clevenger looked last night and when we could expect to see Dallas Keuchel pitch for the atlanta braves hour number two of fantasy sports today starts now would like to talk a little bit about sports
0: fantasy sports today oh!
2: for three. Puts it in!
1: joey lucchese for the san diego padres remember how hot lucchese was at the beginning of last year Seven shutout innings against the Brewers. A very good offense. Good job by Lucchese. Brewers hitters were saying they couldn't really see the ball out of his hand. That's always a good sign. You don't really need a lot of scouting and information once you hear that hiding the ball. That's a key a key point as a major league pitcher. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish with you. Be sure to vote on our "You Make the Call" at Craig Mish. At FNTSY Radio as we dive into our second hour here live on the Fantasy Sports FNTSY app. You can listen to me live here, of course. And then after the show on wherever podcasts are listened to, I would encourage for those of you who have Google Play or you have an iTunes account, all you have to do is subscribe to the show. That's it. Now, if you want to like the show, too, that'd be great would appreciate that. I am doing this show for you guys every day. And then this way the show gets populated and sent directly to you. My producer Chris Bavona, you think his job stops at the end of the show every day? No way. It just starts at that point. He starts uploading and sending all of the audio to the different places. I don't even know how it gets to all these different places. Like this this whole technical thing is such a mystery to me. Yeah, I, I you don't either. That's a bad sign. Yeah, I have no idea. Like all I know is is I'm done at two o'clock Eastern. All of a sudden on social media all my audio clips are, are up at like two thirty. And then at like five o'clock Eastern I'm getting texts from all my friends and, and people who are listening to the show saying, Hey, I'm listening right now I'm like, Wow, like that was quick. Like this is all just on demand that fast. Yeah, I guess it is. So in this new day and age of, of fantasy, it's <laughs> in this new day and age of fantasy, it's important, I think, to to be able to listen when you want, where you want it to. The the one thing that I wonder about, by the way, and this is this is really more of a conversation for the bosses here. I wouldn't know the answer to this. Mike Cardano and Lou Mayone and David Katz. David's actually not really as technically savvy as the other two guys like i like I, I, I do my show live on the phone for David Katz after I'm done i just I just call him up and he puts me on mute and i just I'm like here's what we did we I, we i just do the show again for two hours he just mutes me that's not true actually, but it, it's it's kind of similar but but the point is is that like right now in your car, if you're listening on the app, I get it, you're probably listening on your iPad or a phone and i and I had heard that. I, I believe it's Tesla, maybe. I could be wrong. I'm giving them credit for something. I don't know. But I had heard that that in 2020 or 2021, within two years, that every car that you drive is going to have an, a podcast app where you don't have to have your phone on, and it's just going to be directly connected to some sort of Wi-Fi over-the-sky internet. <laughs> is this true? where you can just press instead of press the radio on you just press the podcast app maybe even the FNTSY app who knows sports grid app where you press it and then you just listen to the show just like that like that's insane man like that's like and 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 for me that's what i'm really looking for like just whenever i want wherever i want and and look if you're driving for a long period of time yeah it's just super easy to just open up the phone and hit the and hit play or hit the ipad and hit play but it is a little scary for me to think that you may not even turn on a radio in your car in 10 years. Like what does that even mean? And, and I, and I am somebody that not only, of course I worked for satellite radio for 10 years, but I worked for terrestrial radio in South Florida for longer than that. 15 years on the AM stations hosting sports shows. What does it mean for them? Kind of wild, huh? Kind of wild for sure. Well, well, On other kind of topics and subjects today, I know that tonight is a big night for those of you who play in DFS, and I get it. And look, I'll be watching baseball tonight, of course. Tonight's a really interesting start as we break down all the starts later about 1240 Eastern. So for those of you who are listening on demand, about 36 minutes from now. But the best starter that potentially could be drafted in a year or two in the MLB draft, this may be one that you just want to peek into a little bit. Because Vanderbilt's Kubar Rocker is going to start tonight. He threw a no-hitter and struck out 19 batters the last time he pitched. He's had, I think, almost two weeks off, or like uh, nine days off since his last start. And he will face Mississippi State in the College World Series tonight. Now, I have a little bit more of an invested interest in this because... JJ Bladay, their outfielder, was drafted fourth overall by the Marlins. So I, I gotta you know, I do my Marlins stuff, my podcasting and my reporting. And so I have to pay more attention, maybe to you guys, but it's very rare to see a pitcher of this kind of stature coming out of college that could end up being the number one overall pick in a draft. Very rare. Like this is Casey Casey Mize category here, maybe even better. So my advice to you is if you are flipping around, just at least become familiar with the name because in fantasy circles, I think in two or three years from now, barring any injury, and that's always a concern, of course, when you're talking about any pitcher, you may be looking at the next uh, star pitcher in uh, in fantasy baseball. There's a really good shot of the, Remember the hype for Steven Strasburg? This is going to be the same thing, probably bigger. Probably bigger with Kumar Rocker. That's how good he is from Vanderbilt. Coming up next, what we'll do is we'll check in with my good friend Jeff Erickson from Rotowire and Rotowire Fantasy Sports today. Certainly love his opinions on the game and talking fantasy with him. Always very opinionated and a, a someone that you can listen to every night uh, or watch every night on Twitter, and he'll tell you exactly what's going on in Major League Baseball. So that's coming up next. We'll have the full slate of MLB games, a preview coming up in a little bit, our exit velocity as well. You're listening to FNTSY Radio. I am Craig Mish. Good to be with you here on this Tuesday. Don't forget, Brad Ziegler will be co-hosting with me on Thursday. We'll take a timeout. Jeff Erickson joins us next. Don't go away.
0: best friends. Yep. The best friends forever. The fact that you are going to count on Stanton to play the outfield every day, something he did not do last year, it's a bit nerve-wracking. He's in the prime of his career. He came off playing in the NL where he played the outfield every single day. I know last year he didn't necessarily do it, but when Judge went down, he was in right field every day. And he was banged up, though, if you remember. He was playing through a hamstring injury, too, because he had to play the outfield. Yes, yeah. he was, but he's had three months off at this point in field. Get out there and play, dude. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream and download the podcast on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
4: Special technique of shadow
1: boxing. Welcome back, Craig Mish, with you here on Fantasy Sports Today. You can hear my next guest every single day over on Sirius XM, XM87, Sirius 210. He hosts Roadwire Fantasy Sports Today with Chris Liss. Of course, he is the senior editor of Roadwire, and he joins us now to talk a little baseball and. Give us a little preview of maybe the second half of the fantasy baseball season and talk about how the first half has gone as well. Big baseball fan, so happy to talk to Jeff Erickson, who joins us now here on the show. Jeff, it is great to have you on here for the first time. Good afternoon for me. Good morning for you. Thanks for doing it. Appreciate it. Of course. Anytime, Craig. Happy to talk baseball, as always. No, I really I really do appreciate it. And Jeff, I, I think the theme, at least from my perspective, from this fantasy baseball season was going into the year, attacking the strong arms and the aces. And I just Mm -hmm. had Mike the Mouth on before, and he seemed, of course, he hit on all the pitchers he's talking about, you know, but it was a very hard thing to do. And now it looks like just with the way the balls are flying out, that if you didn't score any of this offense, you're just in an uphill battle that you can't climb up to at this point. Yeah,
5: it's it's true. And the funny thing is, uh, you know, I've tried a lot of different approaches, and I always think NFBC first. It's always kind of like my alignment. I love the contest. I think that, you know, you mentioned Mike the Mouth. He's one of the many, many great players at the NFBC. It's a great, you know, they, they kind of symbolize the community that fantasy baseball is all about, too. People just love the game, and it's the hardest contest I play. But my best team there is a team that I took six straight six straight hitters to start the draft. A twelve team, wow, uh, RotoWire online championship league, and it's it's you know firing on all cylinders. I, offensively, you know, pitching, you know, it's funny. My first starter was David Price. It, it's you know, it's it, but it's funny that I got good pitching on that team. You know, you, I look at the the roster. You know, I, I look at the uh, results in that league, and I'm getting good results from discounted kind of pitching. Now it helps. That you know, I did get uh, Kirby Yates as my first closer in that league. You know, it, that's one of those guys that you know I, I tried to get everywhere, and it was early enough. That was a mid-February draft too, and I think that was another thing is before some of the things kind of changed a little bit there. But it, it is really kind of funny that that is the team that's doing the best.
1: Hmm. Jeff Erickson is with us from RotoWire, and and over the weekend, Jeff Thursday through Sunday, we saw the most runs scored by by any two teams in the series, basically in in the modern day era of major league baseball with San Diego and yep. Colorado. And so I mean I don't know how really to approach this moving forward because obviously we've seen the boon in offense in general, but how do you feel about that? How do you feel about cores at this point going from cores to now cores basically on steroids this season? Over the last few years they yep. had the humidor for whatever reason I suppose numbers may have gone down a little bit, but that seems like it's out the window at this point, and we're back to where we were many years ago.
5: You know, it's funny. I had a tweet that didn't age well last week. Uh, I asked if facing the Orioles in Camden was the equivalent of Coors or maybe even better, and then Coors said, hold my beer, literally. Uh, But, uh, you know, it it, it really was kind of crazy. But, you know, some of this, though, too, is, you know, some bad pitching too i mean let, let's face it the rockies bullpen has been disappointing Wade davis has been outright bad he's got a 179 whip this year and he was hurt a little bit before that too uh you, you go kind of around and there are you know some of this is that these are probably underrated bats and underrated ba- uh, poor poor pitching Kyle freeland has been a shell of himself this year for instance uh tyler anderson's gone for the year they're having to bring out other guys now for the rockies Uh, And that's kind of a problem. And, you know, guys, you know, Mike Dunn was a terrible signing. We all knew it was going to be something that you don't sign relievers, you know, these multi-year deals in in cores. You just don't do that. Uh, But it's gotten worse than they could have possibly expected to.
1: Yeah. And, And the other thing, Jeff, that's that's really interesting as it pertains to the Rockies is because we are so aggressive with all of their players on draft day. We may have ended up with a McMahon or a Hampson or a Brendan Rodgers or I mean we're talking yeah. about decades of of decades of data now and I don't know what it is Jeff if it's if it's their general manager Jeff Breidich, or if it's their manager Bud Black but it sure seems as though investing any draft capital in Rockies rookies is, is I mean outside of Trevor's story. They they just basically mix and match guys, and eventually they send them back down to the minors. I think Tappy is probably in that in that category as well. It's a really frustrating team to invest in.
5: They're di- very distrustful of young players, and they sign veterans to block them. The Desmond signing is a great example. And you know, I, there is a uh, Rocky beat writer put out a tweet saying which was the worst contract. Uh, was was it done or uh, was it? Uh, uh, I'm forgetting whichever the reliever is. I was like, what about Desmond? She goes, well, you know, he's my Well, Desmond's been great for the last month. Well, great. The last month's been great. But have you looked at right. what he's done over the extent of that contract? Have you accounted for, you know, Coors Field as part of that? Is there And the fact that he's straight up black people. I mean, look at David Dahl had to struggle to earn his place in the lineup, too. He, you know, he, it's just something that they do. And they, you know, it is a reminder that, and this is true with, you know, whether it's us trying to handicap closers or job battles. That what we think can happen in our infinite wisdom isn't necessarily what the teams are thinking. And you need to be thinking about what the teams are thinking. And, you know, that's how you profit in these, in, these, in, the, in our game is knowing what the team is going to do, not just what we think is right.
1: Jeff Erickson is with us, and, and certainly we're discussing the Colorado Rockies and, and the great opportunities that lie with them and then some that, that lie without Speaking of which, uh, one player had an epic series this weekend, Jeff, and I'm going to throw two players out at you, and you'll tell me which one is a bigger surprise in fantasy for you this season. One would be Hunter Renfro and the five home runs that he hit in that series, and, and it looks like he at least he has a chance. To lead the National League in home runs, which I don't think a lot of people saw coming. And then one player, uh, Jeff, who I talked with Brian Walton about yesterday, he ended up with him in two of his leagues. One of them in Tout Wars, where he's doing very well. That's probably the reason. Uh, Ketel Marte. So so who's a bigger surprise for you this season, Jeff, in fantasy? Is it Hunter Renfro in all the home runs or Cattell Marte in his 20 home runs this year? Marte. Three
5: times now he's had homers from both sides of the plate. Just crazy. Um, you know, and the, the real shocking thing is that I beat you know, Todd Zola to him in XFL in November when we do our auction because Zola's been pumping him for a really long time, pumping his value. Um, now, the thing about Marte is he liked the stolen base upside. He never saw the power here. And that's the thing. And especially because Arizona, you know, this is not the same Arizona ballpark that everyone thinks it is. You know, the humidor has actually had its intended defect. It is definitely it leans towards a pitching ballpark now. Uh, so it's not like he's using the ballpark to pump up his numbers. Uh, and the fact that he's doing that, he's doing a lot of this on the road. He was one of the guys that tortured uh, Jared Eichhoff last week. Um, and, you know, just that's the one that really surprised me. I thought he was this this guy that had maybe 10 homer upside and 25 to 30 stolen base upside. Instead, he's got 20 homers.
1: Jeff, you mentioned uh, Kirby Yates as, as the closer that you kind of targeted going into the season. And, and I think we're kind of... You know, back down this road again where you just never know which closers are going to do it. When you're looking at closers and you're going into a season and you said that you targeted Yates, which is certainly arguably the best target of any closer in fantasy baseball this year, why him and why not, for example, Edwin Diaz, who saved 50 games last year? Why not uh, Why not Andrew Miller? Why not some other guy going to a new team in a different environment? Why was it Yates for you?
5: Well, Yates did the job last year after Brad Hand got dealt. I believed in the skills. the cost was right, especially the earlier you drafted. When I drafted in February, he was a ninth round pick. when I when you drafted in late March, he was a seventh round pick. but even still he was at the end of that first year, he wasn't at the top of it. Um, so you know you got you know, instead of passing up on a fourth or fifth round hitter, you're still getting that guy and you're still getting the, the good skills. Plus when they signed Machado, I felt like they weren't they, they were in it to try to compete this year didn't think they're going to trade Yates. Now they still might. That's not that, that the possibility hasn't gone out of the way, but fact is that this is going to be a better team. And I thought, okay, they're not looking to trade their closer. They're trying to win now. And that, that's a good combination.
1: Yep. Well, Jeff, listen, always fun catching up with you. Appreciate you joining me for this segment and thank you as always for all the support uh, with me personally. You know, I certainly support you and your show and, Awesome to have you on here and really respect your opinion. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today. Anytime, Craig. Thanks a lot. All right, Jeff Erickson joining us from RotoWire and of course, not to mention the great job that RotoWire does with baseball also with football as well. You know, we have our Roto Experts Football Guide coming out here from SportsGrid. RotoWire also has theirs as well. They mail it to me every year. And every once in a while, it's kind of interesting to still get the magazines (laughs) and they still do put those out. And it's it's fun reading just to kind of see the early look before things change so significantly when uh, the football season really kicks in in late August and September. All right. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I am Craig Mish. Some more topics we'll hit on coming up next is Craig Kimbrell, where we could see him next. Don't go away.
6: That's 866-484-9621.
0: Brain dance! Make it rain. The guy that actually pulled the trigger, they're recommending a year in jail. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure right, whether so or not. it costs $8,000 to put a hit out on someone, and if right. you get bags for it, uh, you'll right. do a year's time. Hard Yes. Right. Maybe they should just give him 10 minutes with uh, when Big Poppy gets up and ready with a Louisville. Give uh, Big yeah. Poppy to Louisville, close the room, and uh, give uh, an Big eye Poppy for an 10 eye. minutes. And uh, let's see what happens uh, there. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports
1: Today, Craig Mish back with you here as we take you till 2 o'clock Eastern. And then full time fantasy takes over at that point. Chris, did we ever sort out the Adam Ronis Barcelona vacation yet? Is that over? Okay, thank you for that. So Adam Rohn is still on vacation. He does not go away very often, so I'm sure that he's making the most of this. Now, what's funny for me is that I normally, when I've hosted 10 years of shows in the past, I just sent actually the email off here to get it sorted out, is normally what I've done in the past is during the All-Star break, because there's no baseball Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, those and Thursday even. And so those were days I would usually take off, but I decided there's no way Bavona this year I'm doing that. I mean, we just started the show. We got to cover the all-star game. So we'll, we'll sort that out, but I will be in New York. I hope Chris to meet you up there. Um, we've met before, I think though, where didn't you, Chris, did you come here for, uh, to Florida for, uh, that, 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 Event that one time that I covered here, were you here not. for that?
0: No, I was, wor- but I was working that. Um, I was. Working I know I've met in New the- York.
1: I met you at the. I met you at the All Star Game or something. I know I met you somewhere before. I'm hundred percent sure. If we met
0: anywhere, it would have been at TAT Wars, like the ta- uh, somewhere. The TAT Wars draft.
1: We definitely did somewhere, somehow, some way. I-, I just, I just don't remember it. But yeah, I'll, I'll be up there your way in New York the the second week in July. So during the All-Star break, I'll uh, I'll be up there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. My, uh, my daughter's in like a play of some kind. I don't know. I'm not even sure exactly what it is, but I'll be there. So uh, real quick, want to dive into a couple of other hot topics here. Hot topics. <laughs> okay, uh, Dallas Keuchel will start this weekend against the Washington Nationals. I did not end up with Keuchel in any league. He showed up in a couple of leagues available. Because in the NL leagues that I play in, the National League only leagues, it's interesting that you can't bid on the player until he he goes to the NL. Like you can't just blindly get him. So I found that interesting. I personally threw about three percent of my budget at him. I, I was a I'm a little scared of him and Kimbrell, to be honest. I'll get to Kimbrell in a minute. But I'm a little scared of of pitchers who have had this kind of long layoff so essentially what i decided to do is just throw and what we would call in the fantasy industry or community an enforcement bid on him with the idea that if i get him it was worth the price but if i don't no big deal i passed on it essentially i just wasn't going to get him with that amount of money in in both leagues that I that I tried for. So we'll see maybe he ends up being really good as a Brave. I've saved so much of for some it's it's like one of those years where you go all in on guys and and one year you you don't, one year you have some, one year you have none. And I'm talking about in in the fantasy baseball uh, leagues where you you use fake money to bid on free agents. And for me what I did was I it just randomly it ended up that i have more money than everyone in a lot of these leagues i don't know why because i certainly am very active but i was very careful about adding every guy that came up and that hurt me clearly with riley but it helped me with some other guys and and so now if if there's some crazy trade that's going to happen like let's say bumgarner goes to the al or Rendon or Max Scherzer, whatever comes back in return to the NL, I'm going to have a pretty good crack at that and a chance to win the league because of it. So I mean, we're almost here. I think I could wait another month without making a crazy, fab budget move, so we'll see. Craig Kimbrell, according to the Cubs, by the way, another player who went for a lot in my leagues. He's not available, by the way, in one of the leagues that I'm uh, playing. i got to wait on him. He's going to Triple A. It looks like he's going to see four or five game action, and then I'm going to wonder what he will look like when he gets to the regular season. Now, Greg Holland is the perfect example of a player who sat out for a period of time last year, came up, and did not perform well. Let's hope that the Cubs are smarter about this and they don't throw him in the major leagues immediately. Give him as much time as he needs, please. I think that he's got a chance probably to save 15 games the rest of the season. I'm going to be watching very closely and and just speculate from a distance. Don't own him anywhere. Don't think that I will. Although I do need to pick up some saves in a couple of leagues that I'm playing in. Mike Clevenger was back for the Indians last night. Didn't go particularly well. I'm going to hope it was just a first game thing. Because I really, really need him (laughs) In one of the leagues that I'm that I'm playing in, like I I, I lost Paddock to the Miners. I, I really tie on. I really need Clevenger to pitch well, and I thought after seeing the first couple starts from him that he was going to be maybe Cleveland's best pitcher. And then he got hurt, kind of derailed that and uh, and ruined it. So not a great debut for the season for him, but hopefully he'll pitch better as we go uh, as we go on in the season. The All-Star game is interesting, but what really has has taken over, and I want to kind of share my quick experience on this, is, is really kind of the home run derby. Now, look, from a fantasy perspective, this doesn't really carry a lot of weight. But given the fact that I've been to several of these, let me, let me say this, and, and you're probably wondering this because they're going to announce this coming up probably... In the next two weeks, I would guess. Uh, maybe maybe next week they'll announce it. I'll have to take a look and see. But there's always this debate as to whether or not you want to see the guys that you own in your fantasy leagues play or not play or not participate in the Home Run Derby. And, and is there uh, like a curse for a guy who's in it? Do they lose their swing? This is talked about over and over again. And it kind of stemmed, if you remember, about a decade ago when Bobby Abreu was in the home run derby, and he was leading the NL, I believe, in home runs, and then he just hit none the rest of the way. David Wright, I think, is, is another example of that. But the, I, I personally don't really worry about it all that much. And the other part of this is is that until the Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball gets involved in this, you're really not getting the best home run hitters in the game involved. Like I'm sorry, but Stanton and Judge should be in it every year. They have. There's no chance either of those two are in the home run derby. None, zero, zip. Why? They both have been hurt. Stanton hasn't played all year. No chance. Cody Bellinger, you have to pray that he's in it. Christian Yelich, you have to pray that he's in it. It ends up being like not even the main guys in this thing. Now it still is probably more exciting than the All Star Game. And two years ago, I've been to several of them. I, I've been to the two in New York. I've been to the one here in Miami. I've been to the one in Cincinnati. And with Todd Frazier won in front of the home crowd, that was pretty cool. But the one thing that I will say is that without the, the All-Star game counting, Home Run Derby is now the, really the primary event of All-Star Weekend. And so as we get closer to that and we figure out who's in, more people get interested in that than the actual game. So... I would guess that you're going to see guys like Derek Dietrich and Max Muncy in the game. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I think baseball has to do a better job of making sure that their best stars are are involved in this thing. Or else we're just going to have a decline every year in the amount of people who are watching this. That's, uh, that's kind of the issue there. A couple of quick updates in terms of injury. Let me update you here. Brandon Nimmo of the Mets is getting a second opinion on his neck. He was in a rehab assignment over the weekend and um, not really great about Nimmo. Now, in fantasy, he was really a help in terms of on-base percentage, and he had that great year last year, but it has just not been repeatable this year. The Mets have kind of had to scramble to figure out who they're going to end up using. If you have the, the injured list spots, you just keep them. But if not, I don't know, may, may, maybe just gone at this point. He's going to see a next specialist. That could be a surgery. Who, I mean, who knows what it could be? I mean, he's been more or less a non-factor for the majority of the year. Not, not, not hitting the ball nearly as hard as he did last year, which always is a concern. Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros will be probably back within a week or two he's had some fatigue and soreness on his knee but it looks like he'll be back I don't know what if he'll steal but you could probably get him back in your lineup starting next week that is for sure so Altuve on the way back Nimmo not so much 844 843 6879 if you want to dial up the show let's go out to the phone lines and talk to Nithin uh good morning good afternoon Nithin how are you <laughs> Hey, good
7: afternoon. How are you doing? You do a great job as always with the baseball stuff and a uh, great show.
1: Thank you, appreciate it.
7: Um, yeah, so I, I do a so I do a fantasy fantasy league with my friends and on ESPN, and uh, we we play for money. And my record right now is nine and two, so I'm looking pretty good. And good. I have a stacked uh, lineup. Actually, the my pitching staff is good right now, but my lineup is. Uh, I keep the one thing about my lineup is I I have to keep switching in and out because most of my players have day offs or something. So I keep switching in and out. So I was able to pick up uh, the Astros uh, prospect Alvarez, man. What a, yeah. what a, yeah, kid he is he's that guy's a special talent mm-hmm. and he's been helping my fantasy team out and uh, I'm, hopefully he can keep it up. And, but I, I also picked up tension too. He's having an underrated season, but, Here's the thing. I'm I'm trying. My question is, uh, I'm looking for a a stable, uh, a stable first baseman where I can just plug him in like that. But do you think I should like when it comes to trades? I mean, obviously not right now. I don't, don't want to make any trades. But as a fantasy owner, when you when the trade thing comes up, do you do you like trading multiple players for one star, or do you like getting multiple players back for multiple players?
1: Okay, well, Nithin, what I like to do is I like to make sure that the deal looks good for both sides when I'm proposing a trade. I don't want to try and burn the other guy. And when you propose a deal, Nithin, of like four for one or five for one, it's pretty obvious on the other side of the trade that what you're doing is just souping the pot, just trying to throw a bunch of crap at a guy to get his best player in return, not something that you want to do. We'll be back here on FST just in a couple minutes. Don't go.
0: DailyRoto.com.
7: What's your story. Go to
0: GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
4: Message and data rates may apply.
0: Hi, I'm Frank Optimus, The Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. <laughs> Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
1: If you're serious about fantasy football, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Matic and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season long, betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year. To give you an edge, regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. You can save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 fantasy football package only at rotoexperts.com. 844-843-6879 if you want to dial us up here on the show, as we will carry you here until 2 o'clock Eastern. And that's when our good friends at Full-Time Fantasy take over at that point. We can go back to the calls and talk to Arnie in North Carolina. Hello, Arnie. How are you?
2: Craig, it's a pleasure talking with you. I'm doing well today, and I hope you are.
1: Well, thank you, Arnie, for calling in. I really appreciate it.
2: Oh, you're welcome. I'm good friends with Lenny Meldick, and I know you and he are good friends, so it's almost like we, we know each other. But Well, uh, thank you. Man. Lenny, yeah. I guess.
1: Lenny is Lenny yeah. is a, a great, great friend, and um, I believe he'll be on the show this week as well. i got to confirm that, but uh, thank you for mentioning him as well. Uh-huh. Well, you're welcome.
2: I've got a question for you, Craig, and and you have more insight probably than I. Adberto Alzar for uh, the Cubs, the AAA pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading an article in The Athletic and it just reads as if they're sneaky with him but that he may be up soon. And I wanted to get your thoughts on what what you might have an opinion, or your opine on Alizé. So, I may not pronounce his name right, but I think I know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, he, the thing with the Cubs is that uh, Hendricks is hurt, so I, I think that there's always a chance they can call Alizé up, but he hasn't been... I think as impressive as they've wanted him to be, he started off the season this year and and basically had a cup of coffee just to kind of get back on his feet in Iowa. He struck out 46 batters in 32 innings. He's still given up home runs, and that's kind of the issue for him. But I think that I would say he would be more of an emergency start at this point for the Cubs. A couple of things would have to go wrong. And remember, Arnie, they still have you Darvish there that they have to pay. They've already moved on from Chatwood, and they still haven't called this kid up. So my guess is you'll see him this season. I still think in most leagues you can probably wait a few weeks or even a month before you pick him up. But there's no doubt we'll see him at the end of this season. I just can't say exactly what he's going to be. I know that other teams have scouted him in terms of trade, and they've fallen a little bit short. The only thing with him, Arnie, is that his st- his secondary stuff is is okay, but he's got to throw hard in order to succeed at the big league level, like 96, 97, 98 miles an hour. So uh, they do have one pitcher, I think, inevitably that's going to be better than him and Marquez, but Alzale would be the kind of pitcher I think that you're going to see at some point maybe after the deadline. Arnie, the other thing, too, the Cubs will go ahead and get a pitcher if they need it. So I think 2020 is when you see him make his 25 starts. I think this year, if you get, if you ask me, how many starts you think he'll make between now and September or the end of October, I'd say five or six, somewhere along that.
2: And can I ask one more question about sure. another player? I saw I saw him pitch this weekend. I'm, I'm in North Carolina, and as you know, Judge and Stanton were rehabbing in Durham uh-huh. this weekend. Yep. I went and watched those guys miss everything, except you know Stanton did hit one bomb. Otherwise, they're out of their timing wasn't good, but it's getting better. Uh, But I watched Brendan McKay pitch for the Rays, and that's where I'm going with this. And uh, they had an opener even at Durham on Saturday. McKay came in, pitched five in, and struck out seven. He looked really, really good. And I guess my question is, what are we waiting for in Tampa for Brendan McKay? Because he looked really good. Yeah,
1: he, I I think, has has a greater opportunity there because of the organization that he pitches for. And, Arnie, you know that no matter what Tampa does, the acquisitions that they make – are not going to be big financial ones. My guess is that you will see McKay this year, and I think that I would add him in a lot of leagues. Now, obviously, the hitting is something that's going to have to be worked on here. I don't know that he's going to come up and be an Otani in terms of power, but there's no doubt that he has the pitching acumen to do it. I think in 15-team leagues or AL onlys, I'd pick him up now. Tampa Bay gets to the deadline, and we're talking about a month from now. They need a pitcher, and depending on the health of glass now, it could be McKay. So I think that he comes up probably before Alzalea, and he should be an ad, I think, in most leagues. And thanks very much for the call, Arnie. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, by the way, the phone number to call if you want to dial in on the show, 844-843-6879, 6879 Let's take a look at some of the games today in, uh, in baseball. And uh, I think today's going to be a fun slate. You got a lot of games today. Potentially, I think, a lot more offense than we saw yesterday. So let's kind of dive into it. 7.05 Eastern, Phillies and Nationals. We have uh, Jake Arrieta and Patrick Corbin. This was part of the rain out yesterday, so they're going to play this game again today. I kind of like Philadelphia today, but I will say that Corbin is eventually has to get his act together. Maybe it's tonight. We'll see. Tigers and Pirates, Daniel Norris and Mitch Keller. Oh, man, Mitch Keller. Two starts in a row where he's given up five-plus runs in the first three innings. I mean, t- if he doesn't do it tonight, I think we're going to have to put a pause on Keller and wait till next year because his ERA is 15, and I've eaten both of those starts in one of my leagues. I don't know that I'm willing to do it again tonight. Daniel Norris, 2-5 and five with a 4.52. Pirates coming off winning two out of three against Miami. Josh Bell, by the way, leads all first basemen in votes for the All-Star game, hitting 321 with 19 home runs and 65 runs driven in. Tampa Bay, as Arnie mentioned, using the opener again tonight. Ryan Stanek will throw the first, and then they'll go to the bullpen. The Yankees will have Jay Happ, 6-3 with a 4.66. We'll have to see what New York's lineup looks like tonight with Edwin Encarnacion on the team and Giancarlo Stanton back in the lineup for New York. That is a 7 5 Eastern start. Angels and Blue Jays. Tyler Skaggs against Marcus Stroman. Stroman four and eight, but has that good ERA of three point one zero. Can't go any worse than it did last night for Toronto, as Edwin Jackson gave up seven runs in the first two innings. Skaggs five and six with an ERA of five. Houston at Cincinnati at seven ten Eastern. Justin Verlander against Anthony Desclafani. Verlander nine and two with a two point four one. Desclafani three and three with a four point four three. We mentioned Altuve getting ready to come back and Springer as well, so this lineup certainly will be different. If you are an owner of Miles Straw in a fantasy league, I'm not sure what they're going to end up doing with him. Alvarez has proven that he deserves to stay. I'm not worried about him at all. 7:20 Eastern, Mets and Braves. Jacob DeGrom, right back where he was last year in wins, huh? <laughs> three wins, three and six with a 3.38. Julio Tehran five and four with a two point nine two. Mets did not get a good start last night from Zach Wheeler. Of course, Syndergaard's on the injured list, and so here we are with the again. Braves thirteen games over five hundred forty three and thirty. The Mets are thirty four and thirty eight. Got to start thinking maybe about two thousand twenty. Feel like we say that every year with the Mets. Eight oh five Eastern. It's Pleissack and Sampson. Texas very good at home. Samson five and three with a four point two one earned run average. Pleaseac got uh, beat up a little his last start one and two with a two point nine two. Indians are playing better better ball, but it is Texas with the better record thirty nine and thirty three on the season. The White Sox are throwing Yvonne Nova on the mound tonight, so you probably can stack some Cubs if you choose. Nova looks like his career is coming to a close here. His ERA is six and a half, 6.23 on the year three and five on the season. Cole Hamill's having a little bit of a renaissance year for Chicago, 6-2 with a 2.98. And Anthony Rizzo leads them with 19 home runs and 51 runs driven in. The Red Sox and Twins, that matchup in that series continues tonight with David Price on the mound for Boston. Michael Pineda takes the mound for Minnesota. Not sure how long the leash is on Pineda. The Twins are 47-24, and 24, and they're not going to be messing around if Pineda's not pitching well. They'll replace him. The only question is, will it be with someone in the minors or will they end up making a trade? We will see. Intriguing game tonight between Boston and Minnesota. Miami is at St. Louis. This will be the second career start for Jordan Yamamoto. He threw seven shutout innings against the Cardinals last time they faced each other. And so he earned that second start tonight. Jack Flaherty goes for St. Louis. One of my bigger disappointments, by the way, in fantasy this year as Flaherty is just 4-3. With an ERA of 4.28 on the season, Rockies and Diamondbacks. One of the better pitchers over the last month starts tonight for Arizona, Merrill Kelly. He's seven and six with a 3.73 earned run average. Antonio Senzatella for Colorado, five and five with a 5.48. Arizona uh, fell back a little bit and now have picked it back up. They're 38 and 35. Colorado is 37 and 34. The late-night games tonight, if you're on the East Coast, it would be Baltimore at Oakland. Gabe, you know, starts for Baltimore. 0-3 with a 5 ERA. Brett Anderson still getting it done somehow. 6-4 with a 3.89 earned run average. Oakland's offense hasn't been fantastic this year, but they've pieced it together and found a way. Of course, for Baltimore, it's been the Trey Mancini show and nothing else. Baltimore, with their loss now, uh, 30 games under 521-51. 10-10 Eastern Royals and Mariners Homer Bailey for KC. Kikuchi uh, for Seattle. Kikuchi has underperformed what he thought what we thought our projections would be for him. 3 and 4 with a 4.78. Of course Homer Bailey is just eating innings for KC. He's 5 and 6 with a 5.37 earned run average. Couple more games, 10-10 Eastern. Uh, an interesting one in San Diego. It is the Major League debut of Logan Allen for the Padres. Some people feel like he's a nice addition to their rotation. Some people feel like they're just giving him a shot before they inevitably try to make a deal. I don't know, but we'll see. He definitely has his work cut out for him because Milwaukee's got to be seething after getting shut down getting shut down by the lefty last night and Joey Lucchese. Milwaukee will throw Brandon Woodruff on the bump and between him and Kyle Davies these two were like 15 and 3 combined Woodruff is 8 and 1 with a 3.87 earned run average and there's no doubt that Yelich and and Shaw although Shaw and Aguilar both struggled but a lot of offensive options Mustakas as well for Milwaukee got to be chomping at the bit tonight after getting shut out last night so we'll end up seeing that game around 10:10 uh, 10, 10 Eastern as they throw the first pitch out at Petco Park and finally the Giants and Dodgers tonight and this will be an interesting one because you have Sean Anderson going against Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw is 6 and 1 with a 3.13 earned run average. Anderson 2 and 1 with a 3.97 and what we saw last night is kind of what I think you'll see every single time these two teams play. No matter what their records are, no matter what the situation is, when the Giants play the Dodgers, it's a very intense series. So certainly from a betting perspective and even from a DFS perspective, you can always get some value by taking the underdog uh, historically through the series because they play so tight together. And of course that's definitely the case tonight with Clayton Kershaw, a monster favorite over the San Francisco giants, by the way, Cody Bellinger on the season. It's, it's basically at this point in the NL, the MVP between those two, those two batters, Bellinger, with a 355 batting average, 23 home runs, and 58 runs driven in. And that is the full baseball schedule for today. Coming up next, we'll have a little exit velocity. And then we're going to send it over to our friends at Full Time Fantasy. They've got you from 2 to 4. And then, of course, Gabe Morancy back in the house a little bit later today with game time decisions. And I'll be back with you tomorrow at 2 o'clock Eastern as our good friend Gray Albright from Razball will be on. Also, Mike Alexander. And uh, several other guests will join us on the show throughout the week. And we'll close out the week with some fantasy baseball discussions, some more guests, and get you ready for the fantasy baseball weekend. But we're just getting started this week. Let's come back and do a little exit velocity to close out the show here on FNTSY. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. And we'll be back for our exit velocity segment right after this. Don't
0: go away.
3: Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up 5 quarts of Castrol Edge Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $33.99 and get a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Plus, you'll earn double O'Rewards points during Overwards Member Appreciation Month only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for
0: details. O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. DailyRoto.com I do!
3: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mitch.
1: All right, welcome back Fantasy Sports Today. Craig back with you here. Giancarlo Stanton has been activated from the 10-day injured list. It feels like it's been the 10-month. But he'll be back in the Yankee lineup tonight. So those of you who are playing in leagues where you can get him in, go ahead, have fun. We'll see what he ends up doing. They definitely need him. There's no doubt about that. Stanton MVP a couple years ago was okay last year, but this year is going to now try and make up for some lost time. That is that is definitely for sure. And then uh, I think that the interesting name to watch tonight and uh, hopefully he's playing tonight, I have no idea, but Zach Collins, the catcher in the White Sox minor league system, probably he'll make his debut tonight too. My only regret with this show, it's like no lineups. (laughs) Like I'm in no man's land with the lineups. That's the only thing that that I don't have for you, and that's why it's kind of hard to do the DFS thing on this show. Used to doing the morning show, recapping, now we're doing an afternoon show, but no lineups for you. So eventually we'll get there. Wednesdays and Thursdays, of course, there are day games, and we do have live action lineups for that, but can't speculate lineups when they don't happen. And by the way, they don't release lineups as early as they used to, as you guys know, too, to give some other people advantages for that. All right, let's end the show with some exit velocity. Here we go.
7: I feel the need, the need for
4: speed.
0: Oh! Exit velocity. velocity. Nice velocity.
1: All right, our five minute of the show, time for some exit velocity. It's so funny, last night, Paul Sporer, of course, of Fangraphs, a friend of mine, retweets a tweet from April of mine about how Jordan Alvarez wants to have his name pronounced Jordan Alvarez. It's so weird when somebody retweets you from something that you said two months ago because you're kind of wondering why it's it's catching fire again, and that certainly was the case last night. I wonder if people could just go back and find my old tweets about saying like Braxton Lee was going to be the next great star on the Miami Marlins that'd be a fun one too. All right, that'll do it for the show. Thanks again to Jeff Erickson. Thanks again to Mike the Mouth, of course. Thanks to my producer Chris Pavona. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Full-time fantasy is next. See you, everybody.